folks, and welcome to another episode of the Bootcast with Irish Bootstrapper. I'm your host, Eugene Devereaux, and this is Series 4, Episode 5. Joining me in the hot seat today is a man from the west of Ireland. He's a performance coach, endurance athlete, and has some pretty amazing accomplishments under his belt. One of them, to name but a few, 24 marathons in 24 days. And if that wasn't enough, he decided to set out on a trek across America. In this episode, we'll learn about the ups and downs of endurance sports, both physically and mentally, how somebody's illness can have a very profound effect on inspiring us and changing our perspectives. And without further ado, folks, please welcome Mr. Shane Finn to the Bootcast. This one finished 24 marathons in 24 days. Shane Finn, thanks a million for coming on the bootcast today and to share your story. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Excited, excited to chat and excited to be here. <laughs> no problem. You're welcome. What do you do yourself then? Oh, man of man, man with many pies going at the same time. Um, so I suppose at the moment I'm full time uh, self-employed since I was 20, actually. So um, yeah, I've been coaching since I'm 20 years old. Uh, in a previous life, I owned a gym for six years. Um, so yeah, I've been self-employed since I'm 20. Uh, and now I'm just coaching full time, um, training people from completing under zero to their first 5K to getting people to run 100 mile ultra marathons uh, and everything in between. So yeah, it's been a great it's been a great couple of years. Um, you know, I've enjoyed, I really do enjoy what I do. I love what I do. Um, I do a lot of work in the US now as well, which is very exciting. Um, and yeah, it's brilliant. We're building a nice little team. So yeah, I know all is, all is going good. So yeah, I suppose from a professional standpoint, I think uh, I like to say I help people, you know, so that's kind of what I do for a living. And it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a nice, nice job. Happy days. Um, and just with the, with the lockdown, like at, at the start of like COVID and stuff, were you, were you kind of, busy with work then or like were you doing a lot of stuff online anyway then or mm, yeah i actually was i was fully online pre-covid anyway um so to be honest you know i don't really talk about it a lot but covid was great for me um covid was great for business covid was great for me personally um yeah sure it changed a lot of my own personal plans for 2020 you know i was supposed to be traveling um, a lot of the worlds in 2020 yeah. but um you know, I, I to be honest, uh, you know, I'm from West Kerry, I'm from Dingle, I could be stuck in worse places, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, I was doing a lot of stuff online anyway. Um, it's kind of way I drifted, I guess, in about 2017 because um, I moved away from the gym business and um, I could just see, you know, a greater opportunity for, for scaling and stuff like that. And kind of, to be honest, wanted to kind of design my own lifestyle just a little bit. Um, and I just found that going online and, and kind of automating some things could, could, could definitely help me with that, you know. Brilliant. Yeah. And so like, you know, to, to be able to coach people and like get people to move up and to kind of challenge themselves, like you must have a good bit of experience yourself in doing personal challenges, whether it's physically or mentally. And mm-hmm. can, yeah. you, can you name one time where you kind of really felt that, you know, you push through a, a boundary of personal growth sure there's been a few now <laughs> there's been a few um i suppose for me really the uh you know it's what a lot of the ultra endurance stuff i suppose as well as my job i'm an ultra endurance athlete as well um so that's really where i suppose a lot of my work and stuff kind of comes from you know i would would help coach other people and stuff like that um so i suppose yeah look there's been a few the one that stands out mostly to me is the 24 marathons 24 days in, in 2017 that was a big yeah. big um big shift for me that was the biggest kind of event i'd ever 
ever done. Um, and it, yeah, it did two things that made me realize that, you know, I've been leaving a lot on the table and um, I can do so much more. Do you know what I mean? So when you plan out these big things and these big events and you set yourself these big goals, you think that, or like, God, this is going to be crazy. There's no way I'm going to be able to get to the last day. And you get to the last day and you're like, Jesus, like, how much further can I go? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. That led me on to cross in America then in 2019, you know? So it's, um, yeah, it's a weird kind of a journey, but it's, um, do you know what? It's once you get, you know, you achieve something, it doesn't always have to be financial or, or, or work related or anything like that, but it can just be something personal for you as well. And there don't, it doesn't have to be anything um, attached to it. It can just be something that you've been thinking about for a long time. Um, and that helps you then build mental strength. Do you know what I mean? People are always asking me, like, how do you build mental strength and how do you build resilience and all that kind of stuff? And it's just doing hard things, like, and, and then surviving and, and doing more hard things. You know, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of how I've I've come come across it. You know, and I, I just enjoy helping people do the same now. With training for the, the twenty four marathons in twenty four days, or the trek across America, like, was there any point? where you were kind of self-doubting or where you really struggled with it kind of mentally and was like in that moment I was, you were thinking what what am I actually doing here like yeah uh, more so America than the 24 because the 24 I think I um you know I had I had a lot of friends like lads I train with and stuff around me all the time and things like that you know so um they really helped me out um now in the 24 marathons on the there was 24 individual days obviously and, and and 19 out of 24 days i had people running with me so a heap of support yeah. um in america was completely different i was completely i uh, only out of 36 days i had one day where there was somebody else with me um so i knew in myself that it was going to be a lot quieter it was going to be a lot of me versus me a lot of deep thinking and mm. thoughts and stuff like that and the only moment of massive self doubt i had was flying actually over there and um, you know when you yeah, have yeah. the map in front of you and you're on your flight over to and then you see how far it actually is and you're like it took me longer to get from dublin to new york than i did from new york to san francisco <laughs> and i was like i gotta freaking run and cycle this do you know what i mean so um yeah i remember sitting on the plane going over there and being like very very anxious and i don't really suffer with anxiety but i remember that yeah. being the first time i'm like there's a massive, massive chance I might not finish this. Um, and we, 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 we coasted by it a couple of times, I'm not going to lie, but um, just to suppose as well, you know, with the crew coming over, some of my family were coming over, um, a lot of people, you know, close to me made sacrifices in order for this to happen. And um, yeah, I suppose, you know, I felt a bit of pressure there, but, you know, um, again, just took it day by day and, and, and got the job done, thankfully. Like what, what spurred you on to do that? Like was there, mm. when you did the 24 marathons, was it like right next? Was a new no, one? not really. No, no. Usually when I finish these things, I'm like, I'm never again doing it. I'm going to retire. That's it. I'm done. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that rarely happens to be honest with you. So, you know, I suppose for me, I, I suppose my, my background into my introduction into this kind of world, I suppose, is very different. And um, from an athletic standpoint, I would have, you know, I would have raced as a kid and cross country for school and stuff. But to be honest, like I, the reason I really ran for school is because we got a day off school. Do you know what I mean? Or else <laughs> yeah. there, was, there was the girls team were going as well or something. That was the only reason I would have gone. Do you know what I mean? So, um. So then I suppose when I turned 18, left school, went to college, um, you know, dropped out of college and just was a little bit kind of, I suppose, lost really, to be honest with you. And I saw an advertisement for the Dingle Marathon 
and the Dingle Marathon is a tough marathon, but I didn't know at the time, you know, sometimes ignorance is bliss. Um, and I have a first cousin, Mary, who is living with a condition called spina bifida. Um, so Mary's a massive inspiration to me. And to be honest, she's the, she's the reason a lot of this kind of stuff has happened. Um, because I just decided I was going to run the marathon to raise money for Mary's charity. Mm. Um, did so. And I still, to this day, the hardest thing I've ever done is that first marathon because I was so unprepared. Mm. Um, I was so, you know, raw. I was so, I had no idea what a marathon was. I no idea how to train. Um, I actually played a game with the club on the Thursday night before the marathon on Saturday. Like I had no idea. I didn't even know what a marathon was. I didn't even know how far it was. I just knew it was a full loop of sleigh head. Yeah. I was like, that's a long way, but I can give it a go. Um, so from there, really, you know, you know, graduated on obviously, and it turned it into my life. I was like, well, this is, this is amazing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I suppose I needed something like that. I needed a kick in the backside, to be honest, when I was eating a lot of young lads do at that age. And I needed something to bring me down a peg or two. And to realize that, you know, the world doesn't all revolve around you either. Like, you know, there's other people yeah. that would give anything to do this. Um, then the 24 marathons, you know, the idea for that was, uh, it, it kind of didn't happen by accident, but it was going to happen, I think, anyway, you know, whatever way the stars aligned. But uh, my first cousin, Mary, you know, as the years pass, her condition gets a little bit worse. Um, and life gets a little bit more difficult again for her and um, we just happened to meet a, a doctor um, of hers around Christmas time of Christmas 15, 16 yeah. and uh, he just mentioned something to me he said are oh, you the cousin that does all the running and I said I am yeah and he goes she talks about you all the time etc etc and um, you know our family had left we just happened to be meet them in a restaurant uh, it wasn't mm. planned they just happened to be across the way and um Anyway, he just kind of said, you know, it's when they were gone out the door, he said, I'm not sure how much you know, but he said, that girl feels the feeling of pain 24 hours a day. Um, and that was like, that hit me like a sledgehammer. Like, it was almost like we all remember where we were when we heard the news in 9-11. That was like mm. another one of those moments for me. And um, I just remember like that whole Christmas, like not even being present in my own mind because I was just like oh my god um like what am i doing like this what can i like come on like let's let's do something and then the idea came because it was 24 hours a day to do 24 marathons in 24 days um and that was a massive massive success uh we raised like 142 grand Jeez. um yeah and about a about a year well but it's not suppose a year that was obviously 2017 and it was fantastic we got to meet so many great people and um, we got to meet a lot of families and kids from all over Ireland. And um, yeah, a couple months after that, I was actually in the US uh, for work. And I got a phone call from the charity saying that our funding had been cut again for 2019, which was a bit of a, a kick in the teeth because the money that that, that particular chunk of funding that was mm. being taken away or being cut was actually used for kids' summer camps um, every year. So they have a summer camp program called Shine, where kids from all over Ireland, every county, um, come to Wicklow for a week-long summer camp, and the parents can come and visit, or the parents can have their respite, or whatever, um, and it's a huge part of what the charity do, and a lot of the funding was being cut, or being reallocated, is the wording that they use, I think, mm. um, and that really, that really pissed me off, to be honest, because we had done so much work with the 24 marathons, and raising awareness, and funds and getting events going and stuff like that and um, it was just a bit of a kick in the teeth you know and then I suppose yeah. you know the other side of it then is the, as the ultra endurance athlete you're, you're always kind of like that was good but I can go further you know so there was I suppose at the time the timing was ironic I was actually in uh, Connecticut which is in between New York and Boston I was right a little, little town right on the water and I've gone back there since twice actually and I remember just sitting in this cafe, looking out at the water and being like, that's the Atlantic Ocean, sure, Dingle's only across the way. And uh, I said to myself, I was like, that's it. Like, 
across America. Do you know what I mean? Every every endurance athlete, every ultra athlete wants to cross the US. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So nice. yeah, just just planned it out and 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 kind of went from there. You know, and and the goal was to try raise about fifty to sixty grand to cover the summer camps for twenty twenty. Ironically, now they didn't go ahead because of COVID, but mm. we know they'll go ahead next year. And uh, yeah, we raised like seventy five k, which was, which was savage, which was great. And um, yeah, went and found a couple of dark places and found a couple of new places that I've never been. And uh, yeah, it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Good stuff. Well done. Um, she's amazing. Would you say crossing America was the biggest physical challenge then? Um, yeah, I suppose just the relentlessness of it. Really, like it was. Um, you know, we prepare for events. I prepare people for events that might be you know, four hours or, or mm. six hours or 10 hours or an hour. And, um, but this thing was 36 days, you know, so it was hard to train for it. And yeah. um, the training was pretty relentless. Like it was constantly straddling the line of trying not to get injured, but trying to push really hard and training. And I was training through an Irish winter, which I don't know if anybody here listening has done. It's not most glamorous. Um, you know, so I had to just do what I, as best I could. And, you know, I was training the body, but I was training the mind as well. I think that was a huge yeah. part of it for me. Um, because to be honest, at the end of the day, you know, when I do do these things, you know, yeah, people be running with me and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's, it's just, it's just me. There's nobody else really there, you know? Um, and I say it's a lot of people that might want to run their marathons or whatever that, you know, when you get to mile 20, like Mary or John won't be there to do it the last six miles with you. You know, you gotta, you gotta go into that place yourself uh, on yeah. occasion so yeah i do think america was by far the hardest thing physically just the relentlessness of it um you know kind of trying to manage injuries and manage sleep deprivation and weather and cities and all this kind of stuff but um yeah i know like as, as much as much as as much uh, as, as it was tough um like i had a blast i really really enjoyed it as well you gave me a line just in the pre-interview the, the human body will keep going it's the mind you need to keep pushing absolutely and i i you know i tested that out a couple of times in the last few years and um especially in america because i knew it i was like okay i know what my body can do i know where i can go and i know that my own kind of i suppose inner dialogue and self-talk is actually quite important um, and something a lot of people don't really work on do you know what i mean we look at the mm. youtube videos and we read the books and we listen to the podcasts and the music and stuff like that but unless you start out what's going on between the right and left side of the brain um you know it's still you're still going to find it really hard um, so you know, I knew that I could push really hard. I knew, like, I know from myself, I know training and just going out and doing long days that I can go hard. And I know that, you know, once I set my mind to something, I can do it. Um, but it's just, I had to put that into practice literally because my body actually picked up my first little niggle on day nine, which was pretty early in. And, you know, my Achilles started to flare up because I had climbed for three days on the bike mm. heading up the Rockies. And, um, yeah, my kiddies got really angry, couldn't really put a weight in it and stuff like that. And, you know, it wasn't a case of, you know, just drive through it. It was, I had to be really smart and just adapt and, you know, and very lucky my physio was there with me too, Ali. Like she was, you know, she kind of saved the day really, to be honest. But yeah, I think if people can work on their mind, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to sit up my high horse here and say, oh, it's all in the mind. I had to work on it too. You know, growing yeah. up, I was a very quiet, shy, self-conscious young fella as well. And, um, the reason I suppose I am the way I am now is because I've, I've done things that I found challenging and I, I just got them done and maybe I want to fail once or twice, but you kind of just get up and go again, you know, and that's, that's what I, that's what it is at the end of the day. And, you know, for me then as well, I suppose the, the charity aspect, like my cousin, Mary, you know, my 36 day trek across America, 
you know, <laughs> my life went back to normal on day 37. I went for a walk around Manhattan with my family. I've been to New York 13 times. I showed my mother around the place. I brought her up the Empire State. Had a great day. You know, we went for a few drinks in the evening. But on the other side of it, my cousin Mary, her life went back to normal. Like mm. her life, she had to keep fighting. Whereas my life went back. I could go back to being Shane again, you know. So mm. things like that, you know, don't really, you know, I suppose when I'm in these events, yeah, I'm in a bit of a bubble and I don't really know what day of the week it is or anything like that but um i do know that they will end and that i will get to go back to normal and i'm very lucky to be able to do it as well you know yeah um what would be your top tip like for somebody who's starting out on a new challenge whether it's physically or mentally or starting a business or going traveling or whatever um, there will be bad times. <laughs> that's that's the, what I, I know. Sometimes we we plan these things out and we set goals and stuff like that, and we think about them, but we only think about the good things that can happen. And I'm not getting people to you know to sit down and write down all the bad things that can happen. Um, and it's actually something I've done myself. You know what I mean? I've actually you know I did it actually for America, and I you know I usually keep things like that very private. But mm. I remember sitting down one day and writing down is like, wait, what's the worst thing that can happen? When you see it written down, it's not that worse. It's not actually not that bad. You know what I mean? We think that they're bad. And stuff like that but you'll have bad days you'll have good days i mean out of the 36 days i probably had more bad days than i had good days but you know um i think one good day makes up for two bad days so just just keep going if you have a bad day don't give up um it, that's that's a, another big thing you know what i mean we see you know i work with a lot of people who are starting out their fitness journey from absolute zero you know and they have one bad day and they shut up shop and that's it like it's all gone out the window and that's not really the case you know what i mean so yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's important just to you know realize that you're human, that you will have bad days, you will hit a couple of speed bumps, um. But you know, when you do hit a speed bump in life, I mean, if you're going around a drive, driving around your housing estate, and you come to a speed bump in a car, and you hit it, and you're like, ah, that's it. Now I'm not going to go any further because I just hit a speed bump. So, you know, you kind of you slow down, you gather yourself, and you pick up momentum. Then again, you know, so I think that's really important um, to bring that, uh, I suppose, uh, analogy into our lives as well. When you finished. The, the 24 marathons what, what what did it feel like or were you ecstatic euphoric were you were you drained from knowing that right this was the end and that you kind of mentally switched off then after it or um not a bit of mix a bit of mix of both really to your answer gene like i i would be completely burnt out for after them to be honest i'd be mentally and physically drained um Usually with these things, I, I tend to lose a good chunk of weight and I wouldn't be the biggest man in Ireland anyway. Um, so that takes its toll as well on the body. So, you know, obviously with all these things um, and people don't really talk about them either, like with these massive highs, there comes huge lows as well. So, you know, you have all these um, things you're working on and events and like we we're planning out the America trip for a year and, you know, you click your fingers, it's done and it's gone, it's over. You know, you're sitting on the plane going home. You're like, Jesus, what do I do now? You know what I mean? Um, I mean, what, 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 what's, what's next? You know, and how, how do I integrate back into the world? Um, so, you know, yeah, there is there is a bit of a lull. And what I do sometimes is I just go back to my roots and I just keep it really simple. You know, I take my Garmin off my my my, my wrist. I take my computer off my bike. Um, and I just cycle around Slay Head and I go for runs around places that I started running when I was 17, 18. And, and um, I just go back to enjoying it. I think that's really important for me because... Yeah. You know, I, 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 everything's so measured and calculated and, you know, lifting and recovery and like literally not going anywhere past nine, 10 o'clock at night, any night of the week for like eight, nine months, just mm. training, sleeping as much as I can, eating. Um, that's tiring in itself as well, you know, so I kind of just kick things back. I keep it really simple. I might 
go out with my friends. You know, I'm a normal, go for pizza or a couple of pints. I'm a normal young lad behind it as well, you know. So, and then I just go back and enjoy it. And I go back to just having a bit of fun because unless you're having fun, um, these things are very hard to keep sustainable. Do you know what I mean? Super. Would you be a, a big reader of books or, or audio books even? Or? A bit of both. Yeah, a bit of both. I, I need to allocate time to read. Um, I, I, I wouldn't just pick up a book and start reading it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I need to be like, okay, I'm going to read from two to three um, or else I can find it hard to just switch off. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, I just must get back to that fella or I must do this or yeah, must yeah. write that or, or whatever. You know, I'm a big audio book consumer. Um, and I like, you know, sometimes I do like to sit down and allocate. I kind of don't use, usually don't use my phone on Sundays so I usually you know read or I go training or whatever and uh, that's kind of my day for I suppose a bit of a mental break from everything and um, yeah kind of get the, the week planned but yeah I suppose I'd be um, more of an audible uh, yeah, consumer yeah. really rather than um, than a book reader but I'm trying to I'm trying to get back to the uh, back to the book I feel I can get distracted with audible as well and I can't sometimes I can't soak in what they're actually saying yeah, yeah. and if I feel like if I'm reading something I take in a bit better but uh should listen to my own um advice on that as well <laughs> do you have a, a favorite book then oh um I've got a few um I've got a few to be honest I I love the unsung hero by Tom Crean mm. um so Tom Crean a lot of Irish people know Tom Crean I actually I, I I'm from literally a mile and a half over the road from him and um, so I would have grown up reading children's books about him my grandfather bring me to the pub to have lunch on Sundays and going to visit the grave and the statue. Remember the statue yeah. being put up and reading all about it. And I've actually read the unsung hero probably six or seven times. Um, it's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, so that's the one that's pretty close to home. Um, and then as well, obviously one a little bit further away is obviously David Goggins' book can't hurt me. I enjoy yeah. that as well. Um, I and yeah, I read the, a lot of the audio book of it there. Oh yeah. 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 It's uh, yeah, it's pretty full on to be fair. But um, yeah, I read a lot of training and kind of training science stuff as well. Um, and then I suppose from an actual physical book, the best physical book I've read is probably The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, oh, yeah. um, which is a very good book as well. Um, so I like Tim Ferriss's work too. It's a bit, um, can be a bit different uh, from an Irish perspective. You kind of have to rethink a couple of things. All right, but it, yeah, you can definitely pull some value out of it. So they're my kind of main ones really, you know. Yeah. Um, if I was going traveling somewhere or something like that, I'd always bring an actual book with me too, just for mm. the, the plane or whatever as well, you know. Do you have a favorite quote? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. I have a favorite quote, and it's not by anybody famous. It's actually from my cousin Mary when we were actually crossing America. And, um, you know, I remember one day having a particularly hard day, and uh, I'd lost the feeling in both my, let's say, two outside fingers and both my hands. And, uh, but last, like, couldn't turn my head to the left because I had trapped nerve in my neck, and my knee was sore, my Achilles was aching, and it was pouring rain it was freezing cold there was snow coming in that night and it was just it was just not a great day to be honest but we were trucking away i was getting there and uh you know we had a kind of a deal where we said we'd facetime every kind of three or four days and whatever but i'd leave her ring me and then if the phone was ringing the crew would stop and pull me over so i could have a quick chat with her yeah. and um i remember just telling her you know I was telling her how the odds were kind of stacked against me today. It was like, it's going to, it's going to be snowing by five o'clock, you know? And yeah. I told her that there was an 80% chance of snow from five o'clock onwards. And uh, she said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'll keep going as far as I can. And for as long as I can until it's not safe anymore, you know? And she was like, that's interesting. She said, well, if there's an 80% chance of snow, there's also a 20% chance that it won't happen, you know? So um, that was her outlook on that situation. Mm. And that really, 
that was a big moment for me across America because I was like, yeah, the odds were stacked against me a little bit on that day and there was an 80% chance the snow was going to come. But, you know, even if you have a good chunk of something, idea that something might happen, um, there's always a small little glimmer of hope there. Do you know what I mean? And from a girl in her situation with the, you know, she's got 99% of the, her odds are stacked against her. But she found one little glimmer of hope and she found one little reason to be hopeful and to be happy, you know, and that was... Um, that was a huge, huge one for me because, uh, yeah, I needed it at the time and I've been thinking about it a lot ever since, you know. So if there's 80% chance of snow, there's also a 20% chance it won't happen. So that's one of my favorite quotes. Brilliant. So safe to say that your, your cousin Mary would be a big inspiration. Huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah, she's a great girl. She's great. She, she, you know, she gives me a lot of... Um, she keeps me going but she pulls me back down to earth as well pretty pretty quickly if i need if i, if I need to be done you know yeah yeah um shane just before we wrap it up like would you have any tips for anyone who's kind of battling with covid now or struggling to you know everybody's life has kind of been turned upside down the past couple of months and it's can be hard to stay motivated or or maybe work mm. on new goals that Sure. Yeah, I mean, I suppose one, like, there's a couple of ways to look at it. Um, 2020 has been turning its head for everybody on planet Earth, basically. You know, so that, I, I take solace in that. I take comfort in saying, like, you know, it's not just me. You know, everyone's been freaking derailed by this thing. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, part of me, you know, I'm kind of a, you know, I'm do- a bit of a double-edged sword when it comes to COVID. I'm just like, it's there. I'm just going to crack on anyway. Just kind of do my do my thing. You know what I mean? Um, there is opportunity in in this time. You know how yeah. you use this time, how you work on yourself like in a positive or a negative way. Um, I would sit down and have a really frank conversation with myself and say, "What do I want to do? What can I can actually control here?" Even in the worst of situations, there's still something you can control. You know, um, if, a lot of people have heard of the the quote, you know, control the controllables, and I think. Now more than ever, that's very, very important. So it can be, you know, committing to getting up 30 minutes earlier every morning and going for a walk or going for a run or doing a, a workout or meeting your friends in the gym. Um, just those little things and, you know, just showing up for yourself every single day. I think that's really, really important. And it's been something that I've had to really work on myself as well over the last number of years is that, you know, everybody has bad days um, and everybody has good days. Do you know what I mean? And it's not just, uh, you know, don't dwell on the bad just because you one bad day doesn't mean the next day is going to be bad. And that's one of the greatest things about the little world that we live in. Do you know, the sun will come up back up again tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? You have another, you've another go. You have another go tomorrow. So now the sun, you might not actually see the sun because it'll be foggy and cloudy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's there. All right. You know, it's there. Um, so, you know, we've had a bad day. Put, put the head down and, and get up and give it a crack tomorrow. Brilliant. Solid, solid advice to, to end on. And just before we go, Shane, um, if people want to reach out to you, get in touch or maybe avail of some of your coaching services, what's the best? Sure. Um, probably the best way would be probably the website. Um, so shanefin.com um, and then social medias as well. I'm a hit and miss with social media. I have a love-hate relationship with, but I understand <laughs> its importance. Um, yeah. So Instagram yeah. would be at uh, underscore Shane Finn um, and the same for the Facebook page and, and Twitter and stuff as well. So um, yeah, I think the best, if you're looking to get in contact, I think the fastest way would be probably via the website um, and then as well, uh, yeah, happy to happy to chat to anybody if they need help with anything or anything training related or uh, anything like that, more than happy to uh, to chat. Shane, thanks a million for coming on the bootcast and best of luck with everything in the future and hopefully we'll, we'll meet someday soon. Thanks very much, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, best of luck is everything yourself over the next couple of weeks and months as well. Cheers, Shane. Thanks a million. Okay, mind yourself. Bye-bye.
So there you have it, folks. Shane Finn. Make sure to give Shane a follow on Instagram and check out his website as well, shanefinn.com. Hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, please leave a review, rating, like, comment or share. And tell your friends and family they might like to hear it as well. And remember, become the journey.